0: You know, folks, it's championship weekend. Championship Sunday is upon us. There's two games to talk about, but what am I kidding? There's competency. There's sanity. Oh, baby! Oh, there's just so much going on with, and also I have to do the shirt reveal that I got for Christmas. So this nice. Ooh, I like it. Yep. Super Bowl 36. But the Patriots have hired Bill O'Brien to be the not only the offensive coordinator, but the quarterbacks coach. Yep. That's the big caveat in all that, and it's like the perfect week to be a Patriots fan because look, we have competency in our organization once again, and and the Buffalo Bills got eliminated from the playoffs, so it's like yeah, you'd love to play. see it. Yeah. Oh, if you want to add stuff to other stuff, Nate Nathaniel Hackett now is the OC in New York. Yeah,
1: I saw that. Um, we'll see how it works out. We'll see how it yeah. works out. Uh, I think it's exciting for fans of the AFC East team, though. Um, I just, just don't be, not a believer. I'm not a believer.
0: Yeah, that's that's just the thing. But getting back to our situation, it's just that it's the competency. I know there's a lot of people that were kind of like going towards, you know, how some of the candidates they were hiring was just like the f- play face. But at the same time, too, I feel like for all those guys out there like Adrian Clem, uh Sean Jefferson, etc. I know a lot of people are using the Rooney rule and stuff like that, but I think that, hey, maybe um it may be like hey we know you're going for the OC job you may not necessarily get it but like nudge nudge wink wink there's going to be something open for you yeah yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, a few people um had caught on to that like really early into the um really early into the process when they uh first announced that they were bringing in Keenan McCardell um there this, were a number number of person. smart people who were like hey, I don't know if he'll be an offensive coordinator, but you'll, you'll almost kind of wonder. I think mean, the elephant in the room um, throughout the entire process was that, uh, you know, Billy O was the leader in the clubhouse. Everyone kind of had it like, all right, yeah, the Patriots are going to bring in Bill O'Brien and all that. Um, and so they went through the interviews. And I think, you know, I, I, I think there's one school of thought where people are like, oh, you know, it's like a sham. And they brought in these guys who had no chance or, or whatever it was. But I really do think the Patriots are looking to kind of hedge against what happened with McDaniel's where when he yeah. left he took you know took a bunch of dudes with him and you know the Patriots simply didn't recover um so I, I think they're really just trying to hedge against that by bringing in multiple people that you know you you know may not want as coordinators now but who could develop you know into coordinators down the line um I think that's kind of why they brought in um Adrian Clem and we see that yeah. you know they they you know the reports are out there that they have another meeting with him um, about whether or not he'll be the uh, O line coach, uh, presumably O line coach, because I guess they didn't really say what he'd be doing. But, yeah, you know, common sense tells you he'd be coming in to be the O line coach, especially because you just need one. Yeah, it's it's got a little obvious. Sean Jefferson and um, Keenan McCardell is kind of the same, kind of the same thing. They're both wide receiver coaches right now. Um, the only thing is I don't know what their contract situation is. So they could theoretically be blocked from making a lateral move, you know, yeah. coaching wide receivers in Minnesota. Um, and then coming here to coach wide receivers, the Vikings could say, hey, no, thank you. And then they can, you know, hang on to Keenan McCardale, um, if they still have his rights or whatever the case is there. Um, and they also uh, interviewed Nick Cayley, the tight ends coach. <laughs> and I, I saw that one. And from the very beginning, I kind of, it felt like a courtesy thing like oh you, you work for us and we're you know interviewing and um you know as a we're going to throw you a bone and kind of you know interview you and get your name into the you know an
0: experience pot interview
1: yeah exactly right cuz he was already you know um interviewed for the jets oc job obviously he didn't get it yep. um but i i figured something like that especially if his contract is expiring like many of us believe right because i remember it was reported last offseason that this would be his last year so i think it might have just been a kind of a, a courtesy kind of thing like hey you know get your name in the circles something like nine nine teams remaining still need an oc and we'll see how it is after this weekend um if that number uh goes goes up or goes down but um Nine teams need OCs, so you give the guy that you know has been with you for the last, I think, four years. Um, you give him the opportunity to get his name in the cycle and get people thinking, because you know it, it really only takes one team to hire you, obviously. Um, and maybe you know some team didn't have him on the radar, radar saw his name floated in the you know, Patriots OC search and thought, oh, he interviewed with the Patriots, he interviewed with the Jets, maybe we should look into him too. So I, yeah. that's how I feel about the whole Nick Cayley thing. Um, I think he's a play, he's a he's a coach who never had a shot. Um, at the OC job, just pure speculation, um, mainly because if he did, I don't think we would have had the the, you know, the shitstorm storm that we had last year with yeah. uh, Patricia and Judge just kind of taking turns, you know, screwing it up.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think the exact same way. Like Nick, the way I view the Nick Haley interview, and even with the, the Jets, I think we're seriously in them. I had some Jets fans yeah. asking me like, "Oh, hey, like, is this a for a real thing?" And I said, "I don't know." But the way I view a Nick Haley thing is like through my personal experience. Look, I'm not a football coach or anything, but it's like when you're going for a, when you apply for a job at your place, like say if you're going for a promotion at work, and you may go into the interview. I've been told this before. They're like, "Hey, you're probably not going to get it," and I basically me? say. I'm straight up here for the experience and wanting to show people I'm ready to advance my skills within the workplace. So it's one of those things that comes back and relates to everyday life, even for people like us. So look, we come on here, we talk football, but at the same time too, we have that nine to five. So that's, that's just how it goes. But um, for the most part with this team, it's just, and I was even talking to a Giants fan about this, where we both agreed, we're both happy, where it's like, there's stability and there's just, you can trust the play calling in the whole process. Yeah. And, for that, for next year, am I going to come on here and say, "Oh, division winners, we're back. See you in Vegas." No, but you can't argue that this team that finished eight and nine can't go what ten and seven. Especially if you look at some of the teams that we play, we do have like unlike last year, we have the third place schedule this year, which means Saints, Steelers, and Colts, apart from the uh, AFC West. So. It's just one of those things where it's like a big wait and see, but I feel like if you are a Patriots fan, have a lot of confidence. And now it's just kind of the whole, Hey, let's see how free agency goes. Let's see how the draft plays out. But I know you and I have talked about this last time and you got me on board with it where I think, you know what, go solve your offensive tackle problems in free agency and then deal with quarterback in the draft and then receiver. Look, there's some names to trade for, and there's a couple of spicy ones I still believe in because I don't want to put all my eggs in a nuclear, nuclear basket if you get what I'm saying.
1: Yeah, no, I yeah, no, I know exactly what you're yeah. saying. Um yeah, I, I've kind of also moved a little bit off the whole DeAndre Hopkins thing and I think the whole Bill O'Brien hiring kind of, you know, um kind Watch of plays something. a part in that. Yeah, um I don't obviously I don't know DeAndre Hopkins at all, and I don't know uh, Bill O'Brien at all, um, and I'm not going to make any definitive statements on people who I don't know, right? I'm mm-hmm. not going to be like, oh well, 100%. DeAndre Hopkins doesn't like him or whatever the case is there.
0: But a bad falling out of Houston.
1: Sure, I would say, given how things ended uh, there, I think it would be unlikely. And I think uh, Mike Reese kind of put it in a good, you know, put it in good perspective. He's 30 years old; he'll be 31 when the season starts. He is looking for a new contract. He's already on the books for about 20 million this year and I think 15 or 14 million next year. So he obviously wants that adjusted. He, you know, that's that, that has been clear from the Cardinals organization sources there We're saying that fine, whatever the case is there. I think though, there are other options out there um, and I don't want to end up setting myself up for disappointment where I'm just like, Oh yeah, it's DeAndre Hopkins or Buff. Yeah. Um, and I think for a lot of people, it's really based on that, the, you know, the, the NFL clip films clip from before, the Patriots played them. And, you know, he said, you know, Hey, I do my job. And him and Bill had that talk. It's the lovey,
0: the lovey dovey moment.
1: Yeah. So everyone's like, Oh yeah, this is definitely the one I think though. I think there are some legitimate options out there, um, including some that people have really soured on that. I really don't understand um, that. I don't understand within the context. So one, one such player um, briefly is Mike, Michael Thomas from uh, the saints. Right. I I understand he hasn't really played very much and he's been hurt, um, but I have, you know, I, I've seen people saying, "Oh no, absolutely not, absolutely not," and I'm like, "Yeah, he'd come here and still be the best receiver here." What are we talking about? Yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> I, was like, I understand your your skepticism for sure. Yeah. Um, but people saying like outright no or oh he can't play, and I'm like, I don't know, man. You kind of see what the you know what the Patriots are rolling with. And granted, I like their I like the Patriots receiving group. I still do think they need a more threatening receiver, right? They need someone who like, all right, cool, that's the guy we got to watch for. Because right now, I I like. I like um, Devontae Parker. Um, he's not someone that scares you, though. I like Jacoby Myers, yeah. who may not, who may or may not be back. But again, he's he's absolutely not someone who
0: scares you. When the Bears give him a bag, um.
1: <laughs> or the Bills. I've seen people saying Bills, and I'm like, oh, that'd be kind of spicy. Um, but I don't know if they can really afford that because I, I believe they're over the cap for this.
0: For this, they're 21st season. in the league right now in cap. I think they're like they're two million over or something like that. They yeah, have, that's hideous. They are basically the way I've been put it from Bills reporters is credit card spending and the bills coming. Yeah. So unless you can get guys like Milano Knox or Allen to all restructure, it's going to be very tough for them to sign yeah, a lot of players. For but- sure. And
1: especially given how they went out, that's that's a tough look.
0: It's, it's like the it's like the GIF I tweeted out on Sunday where it's just oh the Eric Cartman tears of unfathomable sadness. It's like, <laughs> it's so yummy. Um, but the one thing I just want to say, I know I said the Myers thing quickly about like oh the Bears are going to give him a bag. I only yeah. say that because look this team that team has done stupid with the receiver before. Just yep. play pool for a second, and you also see that they have a lot of cap and they need receiving help. And you feel, I feel like look I'd love to keep Myers, but if someone throws money at him, I'm going to say okay you go do you. Um, it's the same thing too, with like the Damian. like when I, I literally saw tweets today with the Patriots where everyone's thinking, Oh, Hey, they just have to add this and they're fine. No, you got to worry. The, I know we talked about the tight end situation a couple weeks ago, but I saw the article today. I think it was Mark Daniels. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think he's from the Boston Globe. Um, was saying that the Patriots owe 33 million to the two of them next year, so I think either someone's getting restructured, yeah. or someone's getting yeah. traded or cut. I, I, I
1: and uh, as unpopular, I know you really enjoy a Hunter Henry, and you say good things happen when Hunter Henry gets the ball. I think um, I think he's going to be the one. If either of them gets moved, I think he's going to be the one, just yeah. based on um, salary and the fact that he's on the last year of his deal. You can probably move him. He won't be back next, you know, the year after next, regardless. Yeah. Um. So. I think he would be the one, and he's been more productive. So I think he's the one you're more likely to get,
0: a, especially if you're bringing in a receiver for trade. Cor-
1: correct, correct. So you, you know you you can move him for something, and then you know get his money off the books. Uh, and I know that upsets a lot of people because for whatever reason, John New engenders a lot of hate among the fan base. I don't they really just haven't understand used it him properly. That's the thing. Yeah, you know, I'm like, it's not even his fault either. There's like people are saying things about John New that just, just simply aren't true. They're like, oh yeah, he's like never open or he just drops passes. And I'm like. I don't know. He he was targeted 37 times. He caught 27 of them and he kind of just did what he did with the, with the opportunities he was given. Um, And all of his passes came within like the, the line of scrimmage, right? Like within a few yards of the line of scrimmage, his, his deepest target on the season was 10 yards, like 10 yards. That's absurd, but that's, that's neither here nor there. Um, As far as the Patriots receiving situation, I think the whole Jacoby Myers, I would like Jacoby Myers back because I really like him, but um, I think you can move forward with Kendrick Bourne in that same role. Um, they're slightly different players, but they're both slot guys. So I, you know, you can, you can kind of stick them there. And also I think in the draft, there's some players that would fit what Jacoby does. Um, And you can get them here on, you I'll know, say flowers. <laughs> say flowers, right. Or uh, someone like Jackson Snick, uh, Smith and Jigba from um, Ohio state. Right. I know um, people are really souring on him as well. They're like, Oh, he's just an average athlete. He doesn't do anything well. He kind of reminds me of Jarvis Landry where he's, he'll give you eight hundred, you know, 800, 900 yards a year. Um, every year for like eight years. You'll be fine.
0: <laughs> it's also too, like Ohio state is a wide receiver factory right now. And I'm sorry, but yeah. there's Marvin Harrison jr. There. Who's probably going to go top 10 next year. Yep. It's a little tougher to judge. Plus Smith and Jake, but was hurt. But yep. I just heard nothing good because shadow Keegan, Steve Ohio state fan, ness from uh reporter. But he has been on that train. He's got me on that train. Like, he had me on the Chris Olave train before anyone yeah, knew same. Chris
1: Olave. He, he absolutely come to, I was like, well, actually, you're right. <laughs> like, yeah.
0: He is in. But even the other thing, too, with that is last year at Ohio State, everyone for Wilson and Olave, whose stocks are high, both had amazing rookie years with the Jets and the Saints. Yep. Everyone at Ohio State in 21 was saying, but Jackson Smith and Jigba Buzz, the best receiver. If you yep. want to see proof, guys, go watch the 2021 Rose Bowl. He balled out in that game. So that's he's why legit, this year he's he was legit. hurt. And it's one of those things where, look, if he drops and he's there at 14 or even somehow sl- – sl- if he slides into the second round, do what you did in 2021 with the Christian Barmore. You trade up. You get rid of 46 and maybe get rid of a th- the Carolina third-round pick, for example, and go get Smith and Jake if he's still there. And, like, yeah. say if he's there by, like, the mid-30s. I'm not saying, like, right at 33, 34, but, like, 37, 38, 39.
1: Yeah, if he's within striking distance, you can probably Mm -hmm. go up and make it happen. I just I don't really understand why people are souring on him. I know that he's not um, recency bias. He's not a freaky athlete as well. He's not like super fast. He's quick. He is. I think he has really good quicks. Um, I think people are overthinking his evaluation though. But outside of him, there are a number of receivers who I think um, would fit what the Patriots are doing or are hoping to do. Um, And I think they'll have a pick. Their pick of the litter, right? They can. They they're picking at fourteen and. If you've watched this wide receiver class, I don't think there's anyone who goes before 14. Um, yeah. Maybe, you know, 12-ish. You can go as high as like 12. Um, but for the most part, the Patriots are going to be able to pick whoever, whatever receiver they want. I don't think they take one in the first round, but, you know, they'll have the pick of their litter. So I don't necessarily know that you, you have to, you know, exert yourself to keep Jacoby Myers as much as I would like that personally.
0: Exactly, exactly. That's the thing, too, where it's like, because I feel like with this draft, the first 13 picks, it's going to be quarterbacks. Offensive lineman, defensive yep. lineman, Will Anderson. Because look, this is a very tackle heavy class. Like guys yep. like Peter Skorinsky, among others, Paris Johnson. And then you're gonna have the quarterbacks go. Because look, I'm not I'm not saying I'm being bullish on him, but someone I think is gonna shoot for the moon with Will Levis. And I think Anthony Richardson possibly is going to get in the top ten as well. So those are things to consider. That would be
1: that would be something to see. Um,
0: stupid teams do stupid things. That's the thing. Yeah, here's First, the thing. No, that not I, stupid. Dysfunctional teams do dysfunctional things.
1: I like I like Richardson. Um, I just I think he's just going to end up on the wrong team, a team that's just going to be like, oh no, he has to be a, a you know a pocket passer, and we're not going to let him run. And I'm just like, I don't really want to watch that because he what makes him special is his ability to create plays. Yes, um, he's going to end up on some team who's going to be like, no, no, you must stand in the pocket and throw, you know, 52 curl routes a game like ah, I don't really want to see that. But you're right. I, I think it. I, I think it is going to be a matter of corners are going to go. Yeah, think are the you're position. going to see quarterbacks and offensive linemen, especially tackles, um, because at this point, every every team needs to tackle except the Eagles, for whatever reason, every team needs to tackle. So,
0: yeah, that's the thing. There's like, we, you know, right now, left like I said, look, Trent Brown, he had a bad year. His dead cap's $1.25 So if he gets yeah. cut March – when his free agency started, I want to say it's March 15th or 16th. Um, so if he gets cut then, it's one of those things where you can look at it where you're like, okay, hey, you can bite the dead cap. It is what it is. You'll yeah. find a new home. Someone will make him happy. And then Isaiah Wynn, obviously gone. So we'll bring in some guys. We'll see what happens there. But all in all, this is going to be a draft where it's like, hey, just expect the unexpected in a way because I know everyone's on the whole – you know, trade Justin Fields, do X, Y, and Z. I'm just like, give Fields another year. And yep. then if by next year you're still in that same position, look, you can go get Caleb Williams. But I agree with you with Richardson. My only other thing is, though, I feel like him and Levis should go to teams where, you know what, they're not going to start right away.
1: Yeah, give them a little time to
0: acclimate. Absolutely. Like if you're the Lions, go after Levis, for example. Not- that, would, that would be amazing. Yes, like, or
1: the Seahawks. The Seahawks, you know, go after it, Richardson. Let make you know, let him develop behind Geno. Give yeah. Geno another two years, and you know, go from there. Although we don't really live in that NFL anymore, where at this point, like guys get taken, and it's like, hey, you got to get out there, you got to play, because um, coaches are coaching for their jobs out there.
0: And the only other thing too, I want to say, and I feel like there's only a handful of coaches that don't have that merit where you're coaching for your job. Obviously, Belichick, I think Tomlin, Harbaugh. Let's throw Shanahan's name in there because of his success, and yep. then Andy Reid. Yeah, I think besides uh, that, everyone's that. job, and I think to an extent, Sean McDermott. But I think I I'm yeah, the Bills thing.
1: Yeah, I've been noticing that too. I don't. Um, I wonder how safe he really is. I wonder if you know if he doesn't advance next year, next year's playoff. I wonder if he's kind of shipped out.
0: The guys like him, but I feel like it's one of those things where with the bill because I that was one, that was a take I had for a bill for our cover one with the bills outlet, Greg Thompson comes on here from time to time. And I asked him at the beginning of the year, what are the odds that if this doesn't work out, Sean McDermott's out? And he said, probably not. But I think after this year and everyone's starting to realize, because is it me or do the bills remind you now of like the Patriots between 2006 to like 2014, They could, where they were like good, always dominant, to compete, but could never like, win.
1: yeah. Um, I, Oh, that is, that is interesting. Um, yeah i I can see i can see what you're getting at where they're like they're always in the mix but like they're always the bridesmaid never the bride yes (laughs) like yeah i can i can i can definitely see what you're getting at there um yeah i'm i'm wondering if it's going to be the same the same kind of thing um that the eagles went through right before they moved on from um andy Reid. where obviously he's a great coach he's going to be in the hall of fame he's you know he he won he won in philly took him to the you know four was it four straight NFC championship games and a Super Bowl. Yep. Um, but he never got over the hump. And not getting you over over the hump will get you fired. Yeah. Um, so I wonder if it if it ends that way, where it's like good coach, but we just need someone who can win it.
0: I think next year is the case for him with that. Where if next year they don't get over the hump, then I think that conversation seriously starts to happen. It's kind of like Mike McCarthy in Dallas, where it's like, unless Sean Payton comes knocking, then I think McCarthy's gone. But I feel like with him, it's like, hey, we want a playoff game, but I feel like next year it's, hey, you got to break the 27 year curse. That's just, yeah, it's, something, something has to happen. Yeah, exactly. Something has to happen. But then going back to the Patriots now, look, the one thing I want to say too to all the fans out there is if they are not super active, like, because I, I feel like 2021's free agency threw off a lot of people besides yes. like us, like the people with the Patriots, where it's like, oh, but we, we're not doing this. We're not going out there and signing guys. We're not like spending our money, even though we have money. I'm like, sometimes you just got to let it simmer and wait. Things like, look, bringing in a Jabril Peppers, look what that did. So there's yeah. a certain things where I'm not saying they're going to go bargain hunting again this year. But you let them wait and go. Because uh, for one, it's not like t- – like this year doesn't feel like 2020 where it's like, oh, they have to get better now. This one is yeah. just, hey. yeah. It's not like you have to build a thousand-piece puzzle immediately. No, this is, uh hey, find the final pieces and get them to fit. That's what this free agency is gonna be for me. That's what I look at when I look at this. Well said. Like when I look at the shrine bowl, too, it's one of those things where you look at hey, the maybe not so well known guys, maybe look at the I don't know. I know Weatherspoon's still in there too, but I feel like it's one of those things where his name's gotten
1: he's gotten really hot. I know That's he dropped thing. out of the senior bowl earlier
0: today. That was um upsetting for me personally. <laughs> I just think that with – I think with him, it's just one of those injury things. Plus, too, I think a lot of the points where if the guy has something nagging, they're just going to say F and I'll wait to live at the combine. Absolutely. The of the day.
1: Yeah. Which I think is probably the right decision. You want to also showcase Olympics, yourself, but you, you just don't want to get – uh, do Olympics. You just don't want to, like, get hurt and make it worse. So mm-hmm. I, I can understand that.
0: Yeah. And the one question I was actually raised earlier is by the same Giants fan who was kind of like, we're both happy for competency. Should Patriots fans be mad that they passed – like, for Giants fans, they got Wandale Robinson and for us we got Thornton over Pickens, or is that just like a like it is what it is because i don't look at it like 2019 that's what i always say where i'm like you know what it's not 2019 like we don't know what taekwon is because we didn't get the full extent of him plus two he had some moments but he's another guy where if you literally run out of core of say someone new parker Bourne, and thornton that's cool that's a cool four wide receivers and then maybe throw in i don't know say if meyer stays or if you want to go find some random person out there just be my guest
1: yeah I don't I don't know um if Patriots fans should be upset that you know they took Taekwon over over Pickens I know that Patriots fans are upset I don't know yeah. if that's necessarily the right case because they're, they're different players right I think um when you look at Pickens obviously he has the highlight reel catches um and so everyone's like oh that's the guy they should have taken that guy um he doesn't have the long speed and that was something the Patriots went like obviously went into the draft for they were like yeah let's just get fast as fuck like yes. just everyone they took they're like yep <laughs> this guy's a burner that guy's a burner that guy's a burner bring him in um and so they went with the fastest guy and i think that towards the end of the year we started seeing what taekwon could do right you started like seeing like oh shit like he's he he's getting vertical cincinnati was, miami yeah issue was you know the teams didn't think that Matt could get him the ball because he was constantly under duress or whatever the case is there. Um, and that, you know, that obviously bore out, but I wonder how it looks with competent pass blocking. Um, if that connection looks a little better because Taequann got open a fair bit. Um, anyone who tells you like, Oh, he's not getting open or whatever. They're not watching the all 22. They're just looking at the broadcast and they're assuming, Oh, well, he didn't get the ball. He wasn't open. Not the case. He, he is getting behind the defense um, with regularity. It's just not, obviously not connecting um because in order to take deep shots you gotta protect (laughs) long enough for (laughs) to take the deep shot and that simply wasn't the case especially down um at the end of the year there because i mean the o-line had just completely crumbled by that point it was just like yeah we're just we're just gonna have to you know throw it short and make it happen because the the deep ball isn't working because we can't block it up so um, i don't know if they should be upset i think i like what taekwon offers um that pure speed element is very good um yeah People will be upset. I think it's going to be one of those things people are going to complain and cry. I know, I mean, people were upset that, you know, they took Taekwon over Sky Moore and then Sky Moore went out there and looked awful all year. So, (laughs) you know, it's like, eh, we'll see. We'll see. I think, um, same, I feel the same way about, um, really most positions in the draft at this point. I'm just like, year three. Yeah. Give it, give it the first two, 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 three years and then you can evaluate them. I think we're, um, we're all just too comfortable making snap judgments on players um, before the time is up, right? Like before time, before the time is right. I know people who want to move on from Mac Jones. I mean, they, those are the people who didn't like him in the first place. People are saying, Hey, move on from Justin Fields. Again, didn't really like him in the first place. Uh, if you remember at the start of the year, there were people saying the same thing about Trevor Lawrence, which is absolutely ridiculous, but there were the people saying the same thing about Trevor Lawrence yeah. and lo and behold, Oh wow. He's actually good. Oh wow. Look what development can do. Um, Zach Wilson, I, I guess I have to shoot him some bail as well. Like we'll see what it looks like in year three. That's more I don't of accountability.
0: Personally. I think that on field play.
1: Yeah. Um, and then Trey Lance as well, who hasn't done literally legitimately, hasn't done a thing. I think he's played like four games um, and people are, you know, upset and wanting to move on from him. But again, Give it three years. Same kind of thing with these receivers. Um, I think you compare you can compare Pickens and Taekwon after three years, and then be upset there. I know that's not what's going to happen. People are just going to be upset now, and every time Pickens makes a play, they're going to be like, "This guy, they could have had him." Blah, blah, blah. Whatever. I don't think it's it's an egregious um, an egregious pick like the Harry over uh, <laughs> over Daniel. Debo or or Brown. And I know Debo's the one everyone the one that hurt me was AJ Brown though, because he was um he was a big Patriots fan. Yeah. Um, so that only made sense. And then they, uh, took Nikhil Harry. So that hurt. <laughs> and this is coming from someone who liked Nikhil Harry. I, I did like him. I just, I didn't like him more than AJ Brown.
0: <laughs> I took a chance on him cause he's a Toronto born guy. So I know he grew up a lot in the States and stuff like that, but he was born in Canada. So like mm-hmm. whenever I say Canadian in the NFL, I always like have a bit of an appreciation for them. Like Javon Holland, for example, I know he's on the Dolphins, but like I yeah. always cheer him. He's very good. That's the other thing too. Um, but speaking of AJ Brown, we're going to shift gears now. I know, obviously. Look, you and I—we talk Patriots, but we have we have Championship Sunday this weekend. Oh yeah, we have Philadelphia, San Francisco. Um, one thing I'm gonna say is there's a video I found. Well, it's actually kind of funny because you basically were talking about how Andy Reid got fired, and I saw a TikTok today, literally about Andy Reid firing and how the Eagles have been this, but then the uh, Chiefs have been basically unstoppable since here. But I saw another TikTok that I like from last week. I don't know if you're gonna get the audio or not. But can this man go into the link Sunday and beat? (laughs) Can that man go into the link and beat Eagle Sunday? That is Brock Purdy.
1: I that is excellent. I'll send it to you
0: afterwards.
1: (laughs) Um, Can he go into the link? Absolutely not. I think he's going to get squashed. Um, But I think the the game's going to be a lot closer than we think. Um, Yeah, just because that defense is legit. I think individually speaking um the Purdy hype kind of uh cooled all the way uh co- cooled all the way down after last week right everyone saw it and like, he didn't play great he didn't play great in the first half against um Seattle either I think the shine's just kind of coming off um and I think he's looking like a rookie yeah yeah um and you, you don't want your rookie quarterback looking like a rookie in the NFC championship game but all the same I think um Philly's defense is legit though I like um I like them all across I don't love their linebackers but I think you know their secondary is phenomenal. Their D line is disgusting. I don't know who allowed them to to assemble that amount of talent in one uh in one year, but um, yeah, I think I think it can get real ugly for, um, I think they can get real ugly for San Francisco, but I think score wise it'll be kind of reined in. I think you know what is it uh the two and a half. I think it'll probably be a three point three point four point game. So
0: I honestly can see a very similar game to Sunday where they play Dallas, where it's like you know like. I know there's a two and a half, but when I look at the 46 and a half, I'm like, I'm thinking under, I'm thinking like a 17 to 14 football game. I said the same score yes. for there, but I think this game's honestly also going to come down to which quarterback screws up the least. And when yep. it comes to that, I trust hurts to get the ball more. Yep. But the only thing is though, to which secondary is going to come up with a big play because look we saw Fred Warner balling out and if you get that who's arguably the best linebacker in football right now
1: I don't even know if it's an argument I think he is yeah, I think like who he is. who's who's his competition at, at inside linebacker I'd say probably maybe Parsons if anything but, but he's an outside I mean at, at this point he's, he's an edge guy yeah he's an edge guy at this point I so think I'd, it's Fred Warner
0: Yeah and I feel like he doesn't get the recognition he deserves for that. Even, too, like, mm-hmm. our other, oh, the other guy I really like, who you and I have talked about before, like Hufanga, is an absolute stud of yeah. safety for the 49ers yep. as well. Both yep. guys are all pro. Both guys are going to the Pro Bowl. We'll see if it ends up happening. But when it comes to this, like, I was thinking about it today. I'm like, okay, when it comes to quarterback, I take the Eagles. But the only offensive positions where I take San Fran is at running back and at tight end. Tight end's is not a very far margin. But yeah. I think Kittle to Goddard, it's just, like, kind of here and here where
1: – yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, I can I could, I can see that. Um, Kittle didn't have a great year. Uh, he, you know, and Goddard had a probably his hurt. best year. Uh, but in terms of like just you know producing when he was on the field, I, I think it's a closer than people think. But I would also give it to Kittle. I think he he does more with the ball in his hand than Goddard does. Um, I think it's a, he's a little underrated, um, George Kittle, which is weird to call a player of that caliber underrated. But I think he's a little underrated in his yak ability um we've been seeing it since he got here since he got to the league that like he can run through tackles and he can make it happen with the ball in his hands um and i think people kind of take it for granted that like yak from tight ends is not really all that common right like we think about all the special tight ends in the league um you think of someone like darren waller he's not like a monster yak guy um you, th- you think of someone like uh, Travis Kelsey is, yeah. uh, but that's just because he's he's kind of ridiculous. Um, Mark <laughs> Andrews isn't really a yak kind of guy. So when you see a tight end who can you know catch the ball and just make it a happen, yeah, you're like, okay, cool. That's that's great. Um, I think that's a little underrated. Um, and he's always kind of in the right spot at the right time. We saw obviously saw it in um that game where <laughs> uh, the game on Sunday where he caught the ball and he wasn't even in the in the pass pattern. He was pass blocking, um, and then just kind of leaked out and Purdy hit him up the seam and I was like, all right, well, we're just gonna make this happen. Um, I think that's a good that's a good place to look if you're looking for like who can change the game. I think it's gonna be there. I really I like obviously, you know, Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk. Um but I think that what Philly has on 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 defense in their secondary is enough that you need a third wide receiver to step up. And I I'm I know you know Jawan Jennings is a, a fine receiver. He's not he's not
0: he's that not That killer X factor. Yeah,
1: he's not he's not gonna be the the one who you know changed the tide. Because you know, Philly has, you know, Darius Slade, they have, you know, James Bradbury on the outside. So you can account, you know, have those account and then go from there. And I think really CJ Gardner Johnson is gonna be the uh the big X factor because San Francisco likes to get their players in space. That's like been their thing yep. for who knows how long. It's like, hey, we're just gonna get Debo in space and let him create. Um, and so at that point you just need a good tackling safety slash slot or whatever wherever the, it is they put CJ Garner Thompson because he kind of plays everywhere. Um I think he's going to be the one to stop you know Debo from taking a four yard pass 70 yards up the field and and you know breaking the game open. So I like Philly. I like Philly's defense better and I like Philly's O line. Um they were they were just embarrassing just embarrassing <laughs> Embarrassing the Giants. It was, it was disgusting. You're like, wow, they're just caving them in. And the,
0: as Jason Kelsey bully. Oh Malaga? my gosh.
1: Yeah. And you're just like, yep, cool. I guess Leonard Williams doesn't even doesn't even matter here. They're just like moving Dexter Lawrence, who hasn't been moved all year. They're mm-hmm. just moving him out of the out of the gap. Unbelievable
0: season from Dexter.
1: Holy cow. It was, it was incredible. And the depth they have on that O-line is insane. You have someone like Andre Dillard, who's um who's going to be a free agent this year. Just putting it out there he's going to be a free agent this year Um, he he was their first round pick you know in 2019 and he's a good player and he's on the bench because jordan my is just a better left tackle than he is and lane johnson obviously you know is a stud right tackle so you have they're one of the right they're one of the few teams that goes three deep at tackle um and you're like not even worried about a guy getting hurt because you're like yeah there's going to insert a dude in there who can play and it's like cool I like I like their O-line and that's where I think the game's gonna be won. It's it's gonna be a game in the trenches. Obviously Nick Bosa is Nick Bosa, so you kinda have to worry about him. I think Armstead's gonna be neutralized. Um I just I I'm not worried about I'm not worried about that. I think Philly Philly's gonna cruise. There, like I said, the score's gonna be close, but yes, it's going to be one of those I don't feel like Philly is in danger at any point.
0: Yeah, I, 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 look, I want San Francisco to win. Like, San Francisco is the team I'm going to be rooting for to win. But, like, thinking about it from a logistical standpoint, thinking of it from a realistic standpoint, you got to go with the birds just because the birds have shown it all year. Yep. And also, I, I hate how everyone, like, how we're saying everyone gets mad and negative. Everyone's been doing that for all year. Like, people did it with Minnesota, but then I feel like after the Colts came, everyone kind of saw Minnesota. Like, they are who we thought they were. Shout out mm-hmm. to the screen. But um, <laughs> with Philly, I feel like everyone's like, you know, oh, but they had a Georgia schedule. They had this. They had that go out there and show that you're the better team. You exactly. have 60 exactly. minutes of hard, aggressive right, football, but more with one of the trenches. I think this game is going to be one with the run game. We're either Miles Sanders or CMC. Yeah. It's going to come down to who can maybe, you know, get those elusive like tackles and break through for like 10, 15 yards. Like don't just like run into the wall and then go down, run to the wall, shimmy your way out of it. Like that's the kind of game I can see. There is one player though on the other side of the offensive line that I am looking at, who i love in the Patriots, but I don't know if they'd afford them. And that's Mike McGlinchey, who's also oh, yeah. going to be a free agent yeah. after this year too. So it's just one of those things to keep in mind. Where for a Patriots fans, from that perspective, it's like, hey, there's a couple guys out there you can watch. For. Like, <laughs> I don't know if they'll be in Mike McGlinchey's wheel, like in in his pay, in his pay grade, but we'll he
1: see. fits what they do. So yeah. I, it will. It really will just come down to whether or not they offer him money, or if San Francisco even allows him to. Yeah. you know to leave um but yeah i, I can uh i can see that <laughs> what's really funny about mike mike malinchi is you ever if you ever look him up on twitter um and look through like the photos after searching his name there are a lot of um a lot of pictures and clips of him just getting ragdolled and i'm like you're a better player than that i like it just once once or twice a game he's just getting thrown by a dude and you're like Okay. This past weekend, um, Micah Parsons just absolutely just chucked him one arm, just threw him. It was like watching Reggie (laughs) White. I was like, holy shit. Um, But McGlinchey's a good player. So I don't want to, you know, I don't want anyone to think just because, you know, they're, they're seeing clips of him get thrown around that he's not a good player. He is a good player. He just has like one of those a game though.
0: Exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's one of those things. It's not like Trent Brown. Where it's happening multiple times a game. Like if it yeah. happens once a game, it's like you get the best of it. Even if you're an offensive, like you're the best offensive lineman in the league. Um, but just going back next Sunday quickly. I said this after the game. If you're Bill Belichick, do you give Dalton Schultz a look if you're going to trade one of your tight ends, or do you think that's just another issue where it comes down to money?
1: Uh, I don't. I. I don't think you give Dalton Schultz a look. Um, Just because at this point, what you're looking for at tight end isn't necessarily like someone to come in and start immediately. I think, I think you have to draft the tight end. Dalton Um, Kincaid. Okay. (laughs) Right. At at this point, because again, the way I'm well, just based on how I would look at roster building, it's like all right, you have you know John New and you have Hunter Henry. We we talked about it earlier. We don't think both are going to stick on the roster. Fine. But you don't need someone to come in and immediately – it's not like 2020 where you needed someone better than Ryan is, though.
0: I have someone. I have someone. Schoonmaker from Michigan. It's just like the perfect – it's it's too perfect.
1: Yes. I'm curious (laughs) on where he goes, though, because I I, I thought he'd be a day three kind of guy, like fourth round, fifth round. Um, There are people who have him mocked in the sixth, and I'm like, whoa, like –
0: are y'all are are y'all just low on him, or am I just too high? Like, what do we it's a lot of the PFF? It's a lot of the PFF mock draft simulator. there's yeah. a lot of people there. I see like pick 210 at the 210th pick and stuff like that, where I'm like, you may want to look a little bit sooner. Like, you may want to look like hey, yeah, latter half of day three, beginning of day, like late Friday night, Saturday afternoon, looking that range for him to go.
1: Yeah, um, I a player you mentioned earlier, same kind of thing, say flowers. Um, all in all of those pff mock, mock simulators they're like oh yeah fourth round and i'm like yeah but he's not making it out of the first <laughs> like he may make it into the second but i yeah. think he's going in the first um just because he's another player who's uh, as the process is going along um i don't know if you ever just look at again just look up his name yep. you'll see that over the last like six days everyone is in on say flowers same thing with devin witherspoon from um, illinois the cornerback who uh, I love anyway, I, I think he should be the pick at 14, but he's another player who's just rising really quickly. And you're like, whoa, everyone all of a sudden is like, oh yeah, day one, maybe day two, but it's definitely looking like, you know, he's going to go early. Um, so I, you know, so that's where I was confused with Shinumaker. Cause I'm like, what, like I thought he was better than that. People are, like, oh yeah, you can get him like at the back end of the draft. He may not even get drafted. And I'm like, that's just wild to me.
0: There's just a lot of people that are like, you know, cause that's the thing with the draft. I feel like everyone kind of thinks that like at this time of the year, they're a draft expert I'm not a draft expert but then like it's one of those things where just just watch the film watch these guys play look and zone in into like who you want specifically and then go from there like the other players would be like look for example a Michael Mayer but like look he's gonna go too high I just don't have it in the Patriots plans um and then there was another player I was thinking of oh yes if you're looking for defensive I'm still looking at guys like potentially I think I think DeMarco Helms is coming out this year. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, but someone like him, there's another, yeah. there's another safety, there's another corner from Alabama whose name I'm blanking on really hard right now. Um. But, oh. Uh.
1: Cut. Oh my gosh. He's the. He's a safety, but he might not be. Uh, it's Branch. Um. Can't remember the first name. Yes. But last Branch, name Branch. Branch. Yes. Um. Yeah. He's he's a player that some people he's have a day him at two the pick corner. to look at. Someone looking. I think he goes day one. Ooh. I think he goes day one. I think the versatility. I think. He has the opportunity to be one of the first safeties to go Um, and people are just not quite caught up with what I think when it comes to the draft, I think it's really important to read what um, the quote unquote draft experts are talking about, not just people who are big on the draft, but I mean, like, the television analyst right and i know people will be like oh they don't know what they're doing or whatever the case is a lot of the times though these are not these are guys not projecting on what they think they're projecting on what they're hearing right yeah. so if if they're up there saying hey you know so and so is going to go you know day one everyone's like what this guy sucks there's no way he sucks la, la, la. but it, it doesn't matter if he's if he's hearing from the you know from people in the league like hey we like this guy he's going to go day one then adjust your mocks accordingly you know like yeah. that's just yeah
0: yeah yeah, but even and also too, uh, to uh tell the linebacker as well, if they are looking for linebacker depth as well, would be a good addition as well. Yep. Um, but look, when it comes to the draft, like we have months to talk about this so whole. We'll, well, you and I will obviously chat it up again, but then it's just one of those things where it's like, I feel like Patriots fans have just like a high standard of like drafting, but at the same time, too, it's like guys, you got to lower your expectations. Don't be shocked if you trade back from fourteen, even though I do think we keep the pick at fourteen unless Bill yep. Bills player gets taken, like how. Uh, the whole Justin Jefferson went yeah and, I, I don't buy that I just like I remember uh, I, I I will never forget this that oh you only took Duggar because of McK- of McKinney going and I'm like it wasn't no, until they, this year that Xavier McKinney really shine and flourished. it's Kyle Duggar and even then
1: Duggar's money. been better so yeah. <laughs> yeah uh that was something I never bought um the Duggar thing still irritates me to this day because it's gonna get paid soon a lot, yeah. Oh, they're gonna pay him a lot of money. Um, but a lot of uh, the again, the draft experts, the you know, the thinking of Lance Zerline, Dane Brugler. Um, you know, um, even put McShea and
0: Kuyper in that category. Yeah, th-
1: them as well. And I'm, I'm thinking on um, oh my DJ. god, linking on his name, not DJ. It's Hockey? um, Matt Miller. Oh yes, Matt Miller. Um they all had him at his, like, you know, third or fourth best safety. They're, he's probably going to go second to third round. Um, and then he got picked and everyone pretended he had no idea who he was and I'm like, "What? What is happening?" Like, "What?" All the, you know, all of the, you know, TV analysts were like, "Oh yeah, that's a good pick." And then everyone on Twitter was like, "This guy, they took a D2 safety, he sucks." And I'm like, "You've never watched him." If you think that you just never watched him, you're just reacting to the fact that he's a D2 safety. Um, but he went more or less where he was supposed to go and he's been as advertised. So I don't I don't know.
0: Yeah. The only other thing I'm going to say quickly when it comes to the draft is just like I'm always prepared for a few things. Uh, Just like, look, when the people on TV are talking, listen to what they're saying. Don't be like, oh, this guy's an idiot. We don't know who to draft. It's like, look, the guy sitting on his recliner with a few beers in is not your uncle. Everyone's uncle is not the best draft analyst that, you know, absolutely. It's that. And then the other thing I have to say for when it comes to preparing for the draft, if you're watching ESPN, be prepared for someone to get drafted and then a list of all their dead relatives just because (laughs) that's how it likes operating. Yeah. This (laughs) person's here, but let me tell you about his uncle who was shot in a drive-by when he was seven.
1: I no, it was really bad. was it, 2019, where it was just like every single player, and you're like, what are y'all doing?
0: 2022 as well. I remember that. Holy Uh, cow. It's like Austin Jackson had a really depressing story. It's just like all these guys. You're happy for them, but at the same time, too, I'm like – Every time I watch the Monday Night Football pregame as well this year, and they had, like, Joe's wife on doing, like, the story, like the one about Matthew Judon yeah. at a camp with kids for special needs, I'm just like, you guys already know how to tug at the heartstrings. Damn you, <laughs> Damn you Disney. <laughs> um, but I want to get back quickly off the pats for a second because we'll obviously finish with them, but because we have another game to talk about where oh, everyone's yeah. calling this the Kansas City Chiefs Invitational, even though, like, get there eight times and then we'll talk. Yeah. But <sighs> – I want to see. I, I just like there's something about the Bengals that's likable. It's and Joe Burrow. It's I think Burrow, he's,
1: too. He's so imminently likable. I'm like, yeah, this guy's fucking cool.
0: <laughs> here's, the, here's the, you know what? I, you know, one thing I loved and hated about last week's game. And even though this is going to sound bad, besides every five minutes, Jim and Tony being like, oh, by the way, DeMar Hamlin, like, DeMar Hamlin's the villain, DeMar Hamlin's the villain. Yeah. Like, guys, we, we like, look, it was we know. fantastic to see. Um, If you, buy into any of those conspiracy theories you can fuck right off holy um, shit
1: i just discovered that um i think it was yesterday uh Kyrie thompson was, was tweeting about it and i was like there's no way people actually believe that and then i looked into the comments and people were like going hard and i'm like this is this is why I, i'm living in
0: the matrix who, who side note by the way i'm here to announce next tuesday night we'll be back on the ywc football talk podcast oh, Kyrie yeah. thompson. yes so that's the thing with that's the thing I want to get with that. But the uh, the other thing with the game I love is how before the game it's Leslie Frazier. Why hasn't he got any head coach looks? And then at the end of the game, whoever, <laughs> Why is this guy got any head coaching looks? I'm like yeah. with Leslie Frazier. I'm going to say this. People look up his number with the Vikings. He was with the Vikings when the Vikings were terrible.
1: Yeah, but he had a uh, he was there with the jo- during the Josh Freeman game. So okay. I don't know, you know.
0: But now and then with the Bengals, I think this game is about neutralizing Mahomes, and the Bengals have proven three times that they can do that. It's just one of those things where, look, he's going to make plays. I feel like the ankle's going to be a non-issue. Like everyone too, like yesterday he's walking straight. He's walking like this. I'm like, he's on cortisol guys. He's getting, he's, he's getting his ankle shot up. He's probably going to rest after the season. Like it's like, it's uh, also just practice. Yeah. He he even said too in his press conference, he comes out and he's just like, Oh yeah, I did nothing light. Like, yeah, you see him stretching and doing, seeing other stuff. He's not doing anything physical. They're basically doing as little as they can, and then Sunday afternoon is when they're going to truly test out that ankle to see. Um, But when it comes to this game, like I said, i got to go with what I know, and I'm going to take Cincy, but I'm also going to say this. This game will be very similar to last year's, I think. Give me Cincinnati, let's say, like 28-24, uh, to 24, somewhere in that is range. That your, is that your prediction? That's my score prediction, yeah. I'm going 20 to say 28-24, where it's like – I don't know what's close all game, but then like when the, it's like 21, 21 chiefs just get a field goal, but then Bengals march Bengals
1: down the field and do it. Okay. Yeah. I can, um, I can see that. I think, uh, I think I'm also going to take Cincy, uh, just cause Mahomes is hurt. Um, I don't think that, that, that the injury is going to be a non-factor. I think it was a big factor on Sunday, even though he came back in the second half and played, you could just see he wasn't driving the ball very well. Um, and Jacksonville just kind of wet themselves. And that's how the game ended, how the game ended. I don't think Cincinnati is going to do that, even though part of me wants Kansas City to win. Um,
0: and, and he that doesn't par- play a non-Florida Super Bowls. And <laughs> Look it up, I'm not joking. I'm not kidding. Is that, is, that, is that a fact? His three Super Bowls, think about it. Who did he play in his first Super Bowl?
1: Uh, Patriots. Where were we? Oh, was that Hard Rock?
0: No, that was Jacksonville. Was it Jacksonville? Yeah. It was, was hard rock uh, three years ago. Okay. And then two years ago was Tampa. Oh, you're right. Yeah. And okay. Okay. <laughs> but okay. I'll say this though, the Chiefs were my preseason pick because throughout all the Buffalo hype and all this stuff and everyone going, Oh, we don't know about Patrick. I'm like, guys, he's still Patrick. You can put yeah, I- the 2020 Patriots receiving cast with him, and he's gonna be in the AFC championship game.
1: Okay, so funny, funny story that funny that you say that. Um, I was listening to um a podcast earlier this week um i think it was the gm shuffle with uh michael lombardi and yes. uh, fa obede um and one of them made the comment that the patriots receiving core wasn't that much better than um wasn't that much worse than kansas City's. and then you look at it and you're like oh, i guess i mean they have travis kelsey but like as far as like pure receivers go it's not a great group they have juju yeah. they have you know marquez valdez Scant- uh, scantling um and they have Kadarius tony who obviously i think is significantly Young better Joker. and he's like good it's just you know apparently they don't buy him out there in uh in kansas city uh as far as like being a legitimate game changing uh piece and i'm like i don't really i don't really understand that um the part part of like i said earlier part of me wants kansas city to win and that part of me is the part of me that wants eli apple to just shut the hell up <laughs> um so i i just i would hate her. I like I want it for me. I want him to lose personally. I want since he in the in the you know in the in the Super Bowl. Uh, I just want Eli Apple to somehow lose. I you know I don't know. He's just a, a a supremely annoying player. So I'm just like, man, you go out there, you don't really do much, and then you have a whole lot of shit to talk. And I'm like, cool, I guess. Like,
0: and your mom defends know. you on Twitter. What happened? his, oh, mom, yeah. came his, out his with...
1: mom, Annie, Annie Apple, and she's been doing it since he was in New York.
0: Yeah. But like, they got tired of him in New York. They got tired of him in New Orleans. The only thing I'll say is though, and this might be controversial, I think him going Cancun on three wasn't a dig at Demar Hamlin. I think it's just no. like you know where they go like no. like this all through one two three. Like yeah. I think that's what he means. I think yeah. everyone just took it as he's ripping Hamlin. Which look, I don't think any player has no, done I, or will I, do. I think that's a stretch. I think that's a stretch. I, I think he was taking way out of proportion.
1: Also, of also, I'm not gonna lie. As much as he annoys me, that was so fucking funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can't go on on three. Yeah, that's excellent. It was the follow up that bothered me when um when uh he got into it with Shaq Lawson. Um, I just didn't like the way he handled that. I'm like, this yeah. guy talks a lot for someone who's just not that good. But he's on a winning team and he's not individually getting burned, so it's tough to. You know, I, I liked it after the Super Bowl though, because um, you know, he played uh when they played the Rams and he yeah. got beat, and you know they let him have it online. That was that was a great time. That night was awesome. <laughs> they were absolutely taking it to him and I'm like sick but in this game I'm taking Cincinnati I think they have the better defense I think um I've been saying it all year no one really agrees with me but I I you know I'm 10 toes down on this one I don't think Kansas City's defense is very good I think they're getting by um in the secondary I think they're Besides kind Chris of getting Jones by too. uh Chris Jones is obviously very good and I think Frank Clark is turning it on as well and I like Nick Bolton I just don't think as a unit that defense is very good I think um People are, are are pointing to Watson, um, their corners, like, oh, he's pretty good. I'm like, he's fine. McDuffie hasn't impressed me in any way. Juan Thornhill, uh, he makes a play every every six games. Uh, unfortunately, he made one last week, so we, we won't see one this week.
0: There's <laughs> a player I do like on their defense, though, and that's Karloftis.
1: Carl Loftus. Uh, Carl, yeah, um, he has yeah, his moments, but he's the he's the third he's the third uh, he's the third end there, and I do I don't know that. He's going to have a significant impact. Uh, they have Carlos Dunlap is still there, I believe.
0: Yeah, I think so. it and and
1: doesn't you know. really do it for me. I like Lejarius Sneed, but again, I... It's a fun name to say. That is a fun name to say. I, I just don't think, as a, as a whole, their defense is very good. I think there are a lot of players I like, but I don't always like good players. Sometimes it's like players who like popped to me. I'm like, oh, yeah, I kind of like that guy. Um, I just don't believe their defense is that good. And I think they have the potential to be exposed royally against that uh, Cincinnati wide receiving core.
0: I think so, too. And the one thing I'll say that's been good about the Kansas City Chiefs all year is that uh, a certain couple of someones haven't really said that much or been that active on social and have been annoying like they have in years past. I'm not going to say their names, but they may be related to a quarterback. Um, Oh,
1: okay. Okay. Uh, No, one one of those someones was very active last week. She was very... uh, She was very active, and I was like – I don't –
0: I just haven't seen it at all because, like, like it it was – So, last year with her, it it was a chain reaction. Buffalo does the We Are the Champions thing in the wild card. She goes spraying the champagne after they beat the Bills. I was just like, okay, when you do actions like that, I'm like, okay, Bills, you're going to lose next week because you did stupid. Mm -hmm. Sure, Even though she doesn't play, I'm like, you don't do that after winning the divisional round. you go. Um, So, that's all I have to say about that because I just don't want to mention the names or anything like that. That's all.
1: The I him, think, the him in those two, uh, he's been pretty quiet, and yeah. thank the gods for that.
0: <laughs> exactly. Um, the other thing I was gonna say to the Patriots too, before we wrap up, is just that look. Today there was the whole uh, there was a tweet that was released by someone that I'm gonna look, get it up because I know Pat's pulpit got got their hands on it as well. So I gotta like do my like on the fly research just because look, I said look the, pul- cause the pulpit guys are cool and also at the same time. Uh, was I was going to say, I really like the tweet, and it's something that I wanted to address with you. And it's right here. Uh, oh, also, there's a report that came out as well. So give me a second. Uh, Bill O'Brien will, will almost certainly not remain the only addition to the Patriots coaching staff. That's great. Um, ooh, where is this tweet? Uh, hmm. Oh. Oh, so basically, it was the moral of the story was the tweet was about uh, – all these like past third down running backs, you know, Shane Vereen, Kevin Falk, James White. And then Mike Reese was tweeting out about the Patriots running back room for next year that are under cool. contract. So you'll have Montgomery on the IR spent all but one game on IR. You have JJ Taylor, you have Kevin Harris, you have Pierre, you have Mondre. The top question that Mike says is Bill O'Brien. Does he bring back the traditional passing back? Mm. And the pulpit guys tweeted out, wanders in pierre strong jr do you okay. find do you find pierre strong in that role or do you use those guys more
1: as oh, your yeah. traditional
0: runners and you shift Ramondre out to be that dual oh threat? no no
1: no you bring in uh pierre and you let pierre catch the football he okay. is explosive i um <laughs> holy cow i uh he's a player who excites me he, he excited me um from the draft um and seeing him in, in camp even though he, he missed a ton of it uh, and he kind of just ended up behind the eight ball And ended up playing mostly special teams throughout the year, but he is electric with the ball in his hand, right? Like he is, he is, he gives them a a type of speed they, they haven't had in who knows how long. He is incredible. He's probably the fastest running back they've had since Shane He is fast. Um, I think you can kind of see what they were trying to do with him towards the uh, end of the year as they, you know, as they, as we got deeper into the year, Especially you saw in the Arizona Cardinals year. game. Yep, you saw it in the Cardinals game. But even in that um, second Bills game, he caught a couple of passes there. They are grooming him for that pass-catching role, and I, I am excited to see that because he is the kind of player who will run away from linebackers in space. You don't want to cover him with a linebacker, and I think the Patriots. um, I think Mike Reeks makes a great point, like he always does, because he's just the best in the business. But (laughs) I think he makes a great point about the Patriots lacking a passing down back. As good as Ramondre Stevenson is, um, he's not elusive as a pass catcher. Let him catches it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like he he's let him do what he does, and they can't ride him the way they did this year. They kind of just like I mean he played a ton of snaps, uh, even though they had Damian Harris, um, and he kind of wore down towards the end. There, you saw he was hurt um he had hurt the ankle and he kept saying he was fine he was fine he was fine he didn't miss any games but like you could see it's like mm, he he doesn't have that same wiggle he had uh earlier in the year i think allowing you know pierre to come on the field on those third downs and making him your third down back is better for everyone because when you get an explosive player on the field and let him do what he does um and you also give when you're you know, one of your best players, your best back, obviously, one of your best offensive players all around, you give him a little bit of break. I think that's a great idea.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's just one of those things like I it just came across my mind because even though, like, look, it's May, not May. I wish it was May. Uh, <laughs> January, January 26th. These are things you got to think about for next year because it, when you look at next year with not only the division, but the conference as a whole, look, the Jets, the Jets are still a TBD. I don't know if they're going to get Aaron Rodgers. Quite frankly, I don't think they will. No. I just, I think if anything, Rodgers and Brady, give me a wrong opinion. Or give me a different opinion if you think this, but I think either them stay where they are or they're going to retire. That's just correct.
1: I, mean. I would agree. I think it's, it's, they're either in Green Bay and, and, you know, Tampa respectively, or they're not playing football.
0: Yeah. Which by the way, if the page, if Brady does retire and Tampa decides to go fire sale, number 14 would look great in new England. I'm just going to throw that out there right now. Yeah. I know they just signed him to a new
1: deal, um, but you know, Make it he happen. had a bad year, not year too, com- but they're not going to compete. Yeah, without Brady. The
0: but the thing too is with everyone being like, because I saw the tweet this year, and it, you always got to look it up. And I'm gonna, have, I have two bold predictions. I'm gonna say to you right now, about second year players, I don't think are gonna have good years next year. That's Javante Williams, and that's Bruce Hall.
1: That's fair. They're both coming off of injury. Um, yeah, and it's, backs it's, with injuries are always dicey.
0: Look at 2024 for them. Look at 2024 for Kyler Murray, which. Look, I was called crazy for when I said that the Patriots could probably not have to trade 14 to get to get D Hop, but then people said it was crazy. Nope, that's and then But then that came out. The tweet came out from reports that, I think it was Jordan Schultz, even though some of his stuff's been a little wonky or wacky, but he basically came out and said, hey, you're not going to have to trade a first-round pick to get, get him, and yep. that's being proven so. So I think it's either they hold on to him or someone's going to pay a goofy ransom to go get him, a.k.a. Everyone says Dallas for him, but I don't think so because Dak's contracts there, the running back situation, and also too, you got to pay CD Lamb.
1: Yeah, you have CD Lamb. You already, you just extended uh, Michael Gallup. Dalton Schultz needs um, needs contract. to be paid. Well, um, I, said, I think he was a
0: franchise tag last year.
1: Oh, was he? Yeah, he was franchise. Oh, I him. didn't even. Uh, I didn't even. So yeah, what? Just, just so came. How in does my, he not, does my, he not have a AD new deal? acting up. So they 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 franchise tagged him and then just didn't work
0: out a deal. I think so. I can. I'm gonna do the typical YWC football talk uh, research on the fly. I know the one thing I can tell you right off the hop is he Dalton Chase Schultz played at Stanford. That's like the whitest name I've ever heard. Um, <laughs> but 2022, yeah. Uh, franchise tag worth 10.9 million.
1: That's crazy. So they'll probably they'll probably end up letting him go. That's so wild. Yeah. Um, I know they have um, was it Peyton Hendershot and he's kind of fun. Jay um, Ferguson too. Yeah. But I, I think neither of them are Dalton Schultz. Um, no. And I know he had a couple of boneheaded plays to end last week's game, but uh, that is not a player. I don't think Dallas can necessarily afford to uh, let him go. Although, at, at this point, a quick quick mini rant, quick mini rant. is um, yours. At this point, I am so sick to death of the weapons conversation because um, every single team that has lost uh, in I'm the sorry, playoffs this year, everyone dude. is just um, – kind of saying like oh they don't have enough weapons and i'm like what like if they have no weapons what do the patriots have yeah right because these are teams like with buffalo they have you know stefan diggs and dawson knox and apparently people don't like dawson knox in buffalo which is weird to me but um they're like oh he's not very good and gabriel davis i never i was never on in on gabriel davis but they have you know khalil shakir and i think he's a pretty good player um but apparently people don't think buffalo has enough weapons people don't think dallas have enough weapons and i'm like how many, how many pieces do you need? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you have C.D. Lamb and Michael Gallup, uh, Dalton Schultz, Tony Pollard, and Ezekiel Elliott. Those are your skill players in Dallas. You also how is Noel that Brown. not enough? Like, where, where at what point is enough enough?
0: Yeah, it's like the Bills Mafia thing I've seen coming out recently is they're realizing, oh, hey, Gabe Davis, like, wide receiver too which i think he's a fine wide receiver too he's not anything special i but don't like, like he's, him that's the thing he's more I, i've always kind of been on the gabe davis hype train i just think that last year in the playoffs in the miami game everyone kind of looks at gabe and is just like oh yeah he's gonna do this like the four touchdown game where it kind of gets blown way out over proportion mm-hmm. but then the thing i'm gonna circle back to with bills fans is they want a receiver in the first round even though all the experts guess where they have them going is linebacker yep and defensive. safety
1: they need safety. they need safeties they don't have any like you know you have yeah. jordan poyer who one of my favorite he's players he's absolutely gone he he gone. issued the apology i mean, sorry issued the goodbye you have demar hamlin who was hurt um who knows who if he'll be ready in september exactly right and then you have like michael get healthy
0: first before you ask if the football player is ready to go
1: exactly michael hyatt is the same situation he has a neck injury i know they you know opened his practice window prior to being eliminated they also prior said that eliminated. he was going to
0: play if they had made it to the championship game sure
1: i just i don't buy that though like it's a neck injury you, i don't know that you proceed with caution <sighs> yeah players though just don't usually come back from neck injury so i'm just like. You need safeties. I know everyone wants more weapons, more weapons, more weapons, but at some point you have to get the the fundamentals, like the foundation, down. You know, Tremaine Ed- Edmonds is a, a free agent, so you obviously, obviously, you're obviously going to need a linebacker there. He's their practicing. pass rush is probably non-existent. There.
0: Well, that's like, the thing, too. Like, do we expect Von Miller to be fully back to himself next year? Because that's the thing I always say with ACLs, where it's like this year everyone was kind of d- dunking on Michael Gallup and Chris Godwin because it's like in fantasy they were like wide receiver 20 and like wide receiver 29, where I'm like, guys, it's like, look at Saquon. 2021, he had a pedestrian yeah. year. What do you do this year? He broke out. So that's why next year I look at guys like Chris Godwin and Michael Gallup to bounce back and have really good years. Yeah. Meanwhile, that's why I said the comment about Javante Williams and Brees Hall because they're not going to be the same player next year. They're, you need to give them time. Look at Tom Brady. 2009 and then 2010 he was the first ever unanimous all pro um associated press mvp so that's where i kind of look at it with that and then with buffalo too here's the other thing that offensive line
1: holy cow i think think, besides um,
0: dawkins and bates you got to read that. Yeah. Oh, and Mitch Spencer Brown—he's
1: uh—he's not great. I know. Um, Roger, Roger Saffold—he's—I Saffold. mean—he's a—he's a journeyman, journeyman. Um, and they need to upgrade him immediately. His journey needs to continue. He's not very good. Um, yeah, there. Um, I think I—I I think Buffalo has a lot more holes than people are giving them. You know, giving them credit for. Uh, running back too. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Devin Singletary is a, a free agent. I know they have James Cook, but I. I think with the way that they utilized their running backs down the stretch last year, I think that kind of tells you where they think James Cook is out right at right now. Um and that's not to say he won't get any better. Um, but you're projecting Middle-free a pretty agent, big yeah, you're projecting a pretty big leap there. And Naheem Hines, they added him and he didn't do anything except kill the Patriots. So
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing too. And then every I think for them though, more than anything, I think next year, if they don't go far, I think it's a complete house clean because of the way Ken Dorsey's offense has looked the way that Leslie Frazier's defense has looked. Like, it's yeah. just one of those things where something happens. Like, they just fired their safeties coach today, actually. That's yeah, which was
1: crazy to me because with all those injuries, I'm sure he did the best they can. I mean, Dean Marlowe was out there playing safety for him. Like, he can only work with what he has. Yeah.
0: And I, like I said, though, I still think Edmonds and Poyer are gone, but I think if any wants to stay and take a hometown discount, it's them, and the other thing, and the Bills fans are trying to latch onto, which I'm going to applaud Bills Mafia for saying, recognizing this, using, letting free agents walk to get comp picks. You don't have to re-sign yep. every single free yep. agent. So for Bills, I'll give you your kudos there. Um, a couple more quick things with the Pats though. When you look at this whole process, that's the thing I was going to say too with the Pats, with the division next year, and not that's what I was saying before with the division, the conference as a whole. Because I'm going to say this right now. For as much as I don't want them to succeed for what the quarterback has done off the field, Cleveland's gonna be a much better team next year. Sure. Yeah. Pittsburgh, I'm still not ready to write <laughs> off, but I'm not ready to say anything for them. I think eight and eight, eight and nine or nine and eight is their wheelhouse. I just I don't... think they have
1: an incredible coach, and that's going to get them much farther than they have any business going. Because Mark Mike Tomlin just wills it. And I'm like, that that team was not a nine-win team. But not a Canada. nine-win team. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. I can't believe they brought. I can't believe they brought him back. But I, you know, continuity I, of staff is important for a young quarterback. So I at least applaud them. You know, thinking of it in that term, like, all right, yeah. cool, we have Kenny Pickett. We don't want to give him a new OC in a second year. I can understand that.
0: I think that. I I just think that with them, there it's going to be that too little, too late. They'll be in it, but I don't think they make it. Uh, Baltimore, I don't know the AFC South. I think Jacksonville is the kings of that division. As weird as that is to say, I just yeah because. It's a bad division.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's Both a bad, division. Are bad Yeah, And
0: then I'm going to say this right now, but with the West, if they get the right coach, I think Denver can potentially be a team in the mix. I'm not ready to fully go on and say, hey, they're going to do this. But I think you only have one way to go but up. Yeah. And the Raiders, I don't know what you're they're doing in Vegas, honestly. Like, if That's the thing, too. When, I'm going to say this. With the reporter coming out of they want to get rid of Waller and they want to get rid of Renfro, who would look great in a Patriot uniform, by the way. Absolutely. Um, why would you go after Tom Brady if you're getting rid of all your weapons? I yeah, know if you're ready Adams. to rebuild. Yeah. That doesn't make sense
1: to me. And then no. that offensive line needs a lot of help. That defense is absolutely putrid. Uh, I don't see. I don't. I really. Huh, I really don't want Tom Brady to go there. I just I can't watch him on that team. I can't. And I know right now everyone's like, "Oh, but they have such a good offense." And I'm like, "No, they have Devontae you know, Devonte Adams. Yeah. That's what, you know, that's who they have." And they have Darren I mean Darren Waller, I think he's a good player. He just doesn't play a lot. He's <laughs> um, inconsistent. He's not like he's, he's either just, hurt, yeah. he's out of there. He also doesn't available
0: that, a ton. Exactly. And he also does those things like too even when it goes to fantasy football, he's either puts up like a 20-point week or he's putting up like a 5-point week. So it's like little, little things like that you you got to yeah. pay attention to. So that's the only thing I was going to say with the Pats because I know Jets fans are on there. We're going to get Aaron Rodgers high horse, which I think they're either going to get someone that they're massively disappointed in, or they decide, Hey, you know what? We're going to give Zach Wilson one more chance and run it back with the quarterbacks they have and see where they go from there. Because I just, yeah. but here's my thing though with yeah. that. I don't want yeah. to, I don't, that's what I'd like to see happen. But in reality, Joe Douglas needs to do a swing for the fences kind of trade because his yeah. job's on the line. But I
1: think he's going to swing for the fences and, and, and knock down a, a, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo from the quarterback tree. Um, and if that's the best they can do, I don't buy it. I just, I yeah. just don't. I'm sorry.
0: I don't. I just don't buy it either. I, I, but I do think though that both Salah and Douglas's jobs are on the line going into next year. Like when I look at coach hot yeah. seats, it's them. Uh, like yeah. Mike McDaniel and his vaping, I don't think is on the line anywhere. <laughs> uh,
1: but apparently, Miami fans there were this subsection of Miami fans who wanted him gone. Um, again, what are we talking about? Yeah. Like at this point, like every fan base wants all of their coaches and all of their players gone, and I'm like, what are we talking about? Um, I think he's fine as well. Um, I just they're they're another team that keeps getting brought up in the whole Brady thing, um, and I think that's an error. I think Tua's is a fine player. I don't think you need to bring in Tom Brady and and essentially end your relationship with Tua because Tom has what a year two left. Um, you're now going to have to restart from quarterback. I guess it it. it it's great if you win the Super Bowl and all of that then it, everything's worth it if you win the Super Bowl absolutely but um I don't know if they do so
0: I'm the same way it's just like one of those things when you look at it and you're like like can you really do this can they really do this where I'm just like no and also to the whole people recording them while touring a school like guys don't like that, that was don't, creepy that's not, creepy like he's touring a school for his kids guys like he lives in Florida yeah he's gonna he's one of those guys he's gonna retire and I'm also gonna say this too selfishly. Look, I use the expression, all the others got to go out back, which is pretty fucked up, but it's the truth. <laughs> I selfishly just don't want to see the quarterback I grew up watching and loving yeah. become a shell of himself. I, I don't want him, him to suck. I yeah, just I don't want to see him suck. suck. Yeah. I, I don't want to see him. It's like how, like, I think I made a reference to the show. No, it was a different show I made a reference. Yeah, I did make a reference to the show, South Park earlier. I don't know how big of a South Park fan you are, but do you remember the Guitar Hero episode? No. No. Okay, so in that there was a game called Heroin Hero, and the whole thing was you chase a dragon, but then you never catch the dragon. Oh. I'm using that metaphor, not doing the heroin, but like chasing the dragon, like chasing a Lombardi. Yeah, like does he really? If he hadn't, if he hadn't won in Tampa, I'd understand it.
1: Sure, but sure. If you he, he, out he and got his chip
0: in Tampa, and then this year we just saw mistake after mistake with him, and it's just like I don't want to, I don't want to see Tom suck. I want to see him go no. out,
1: and I think we're actually much closer to him sucking than we're than a lot of people are letting on. I know that the situation in, in Tampa wasn't great. Um, I know that they, they had some coaching issues and the line was bad and all of that, um, but I don't think he was free of fault. And I know a lot of people are like, Oh no, nah, it's just, you know, put him on a, on this team. It's going to be, you know, back to back, you know, back to good old Brady. And I'm like, no,
0: he wasn't playing super great and it's okay to admit that. And even to the whole thing in San Francisco where it's like, Oh my God, he, he wants to come back. He's saying all these pictures. I'm like, guys, it's his second time ever playing at Levi stadium in his career. Yeah. He's gone back home, he, which he hadn't done for the first time to play there in six years. So it's just one of those things where everyone has to chill. And I think you're going to get an announcement one day of him basically confirming his own report. Because I think last year when Darlington and Schefter broke it, I think he's he's like, no, I want to go out on my own terms. Yep. And so even if he retires this year, I just got a vibe from him that it was like Drew Brees two years ago where his parents are right there. He like jogs off. I'm just like. I think he's done. I just don't think people want to admit it, and yep. I I feel comfortable admitting it. And also to you, Tom, if you were listening to this, I used my tears upon you last year, buddy. So when you get it. You just get a thank you from me and no one else. <laughs> and then I'll be there when you accept your red jacket at Foxborough. It's the new stadium. <laughs> yeah, I um I agree.
1: I, I I do think it's um I do think it's over. Or at, I think it should be over. I don't know if he goes out the way he goes out. Um, I just. I remember that 2015 Peyton Manning year, right. Where he was just absolutely, you know,
0: terrible Carried by an unreal defense.
1: It, yeah. And he was, and he was just like actively playing bad. Um, and I have some friends who are Manning fans, uh, and I just remember how hurt they were, and I'm like, I don't want, I don't, I don't want that for me. <laughs> I don't, my guy's not going to do that. No, he's going to go out on top or whatever. The, I just that was that was tough to watch when he threw all them picks against um Kansas City. Um, I remember I had a friend who texted me. He's like, bro, I'm inconsolable. I'm like, yeah, this is rough. <laughs> like, I just don't want that for me. I don't want to watch Tom Brady, you know, end up like that. Uh, and it unfortunately it feels like we're getting really close to that, just because there are things he's doing that he's never done, um, and you can't put it on anyone but him.
0: So couple quick things. Even though Brady got his ass kicked, and that's a game that made me hate, hate Derek Wolf. Um He almost beat them in that game still. It was 2018, folks. Let's remember that. Oh, that thing, was
1: uh, – which game? The uh, championship game? AFC? The game that got Dave DiGuglielmo fired. Oh, yes. The uh, 2015 AFC championship game. That Whoa, got shit. fucking ragged oh, on for shit. 60 minutes. That was tough.
0: <laughs> yeah. And then the other thing I was going to bring up quickly was – look, I have to talk about this, but the Patriots are going to Germany next year. Oh, Yeah. We get a nine oh, 930- yeah. thirty. I'm not saying I'm going to that. I, I don't think I can afford that. I'd rather go see them in Foxborough. But we get a nine thirty football game. We get to get a wake up in some Patriots. Or I assume yeah. in the case of you being a father, you'll already be awake.
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll already have been up for a few hours there. Um, no, I'm, I'm I'm excited about the Patriots um, Germany game just because I think it's always cool just like seeing them play somewhere else. I remember uh, when they played in Mexico City in 2017.
0: Yeah, that badass photo of Brady was, walking down the cage. That
1: was so sick. That was so sick. Um or even prior to that, uh 2012 when they played the Rams in um in London. London. Yeah, that and was sick the Buccaneers too. in 09. Yeah, I just I just like watching them play somewhere different. You're like, oh this is this is weird and like how are the you know how are the fans? How do the how does the crowd look? I like all the crowd shots. Like, oh, what are they wearing? Like, is everyone in like team appropriate gear? And then you're looking at just like a a mod podge of just like dudes in different jerseys and and throwbacks, and you're like, cool, love it.
0: Yeah, like my uh, parents actually this past year, they were around the time I came to Boston. Uh, they were too. They were in like London and Ireland and all that stuff. And my dad's a Saints fan, so they went to the Saints Vikings game in Tottenham. That was a good game it was a good game. But then the thing they were saying was though, like they met people from like Sweden who were just wearing random jerseys that just love the NFL. And they were like going to Germany and doing the same thing. You had fans from like all over Europe because that's the thing the NFL is slowly starting to realize is, Hey, there's not just fans in London. There's fans in Germany. There's fans yep. all over the place. Um, and there's actually, if you go onto the NFL's YouTube, they did a behind the scenes of like getting it ready for that game. And they literally moved into the stadium. Like it was either that Tuesday, the no, so the Tuesday night of that week, there was a soccer game with Bayern Munich. Wednesday, the NFL took over, and there was so much di- dimensions they had to change. Just adding stuff, like the thing that's gonna talk about too, is like the equipment managers for Seattle were saying that, like in June, they went over to Germany to like do a site survey to see like where they Dang. put everything and stuff like that. So there's a lot more that goes into those games than people think. And you know what? I'm gonna like that day because it's 9:30. you what for fans if you're already awake or if you're waking up, you wake up, you watch the football game. And then you watch Red Zone all day, and right into Sunday Night Football. So it's like that chef's kiss of football action, if you will. You get the whole day, love it. Yes, you get the whole day. But anyway, it's always a blast getting to talk Patriots, regardless. We'll be wrapping it up. We'll be talking. Enjoy the Shrine Bowl. Um, one thing I'll say too is before we go, Pro Bowl games. I'm, I'm kind of tempted to check it out just to see what it's like. I'm well, I'm gonna check- I, I I mean, I've watched the
1: actual Pro Bowl games. Um, for way longer than anyone had the right to. So, like, it's they're you? doing something new. I'm going to – I don't know. It's just like, oh, football's on. I guess I'll watch it. This one's more just – I know it's just a skills challenge. Um, So, I'm like, oh, I'll, I'll tune in. I'll see what they're doing. I'll, you know, I'm into it.
0: Yeah. So, that's the thing. I'll watch it too. And then also, I know because um, football's not around that much longer. So, even last weekend when the football was bad, I'm like, guys, we only have two more weeks left of this. So, yeah. enjoy it while you can. Yep. That's what I'm going to say to you enjoy the football while we can or we have all we have seven more months to talk about the patriots before they kick things off again for 2023 but anyway guys enjoy championship sunday this has been episode 209 rightfully titled fun name to say shout out to legerius sneed (laughs) hi i'm logan anderson host of the say the damn score podcast on my show i deep dive into the sports broadcasting business by you guessed it talking to sportscasters